0: hello everyone oh hey y'all <laughs> i'm kayla and i'm kristen and welcome to black true crime uh, if this is your first time here at the show bitch welcome and hello hey how are you
1: i'm horrible thanks Fras. <laughs> we <laughs> are
0: we have been through so much today this weekend i mean it's just been a mess technical difficulties all up and down and we're just ready to get this shit show on the road <laughs> um yeah we were supposed to release this episode last week but a lot of shit got in the way of that i moved to san antonio and yeah it was a mess you guys ripped me a new one on instagram but it's okay so this week's case i'm actually really excited about you guys um this was recommended by some of our listeners and i have been looking for a uk case to cover because it's been a while Ooh. so it was perfect timing
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So are you guys ready? Let's get into it. Okay.
0: In 2011, a young Nigerian born man would show up on the UK fashion scene ready to dominate. And he did. Not only that, he inspired thousands of black aspiring models to reach their dreams. But for one of those models, an admiration for the trailblazer turned into an obsession, which led to a murder. So, George. Kristen, please. Oh. So join us as we discuss the murder of the one and only Harry Zoka. No <laughs> Thank you to listeners Sashin and Tati for recommending this case.
1: Oh, thank y'all. Let's just get into it.
0: this. You're gonna be in full blown tears. Probably. Your soul will be. So let's just It's get just started. the
1: corniest thing to kill your admirer. I just I mean not your admirer, the one you admire.
0: The corniest thing to do. So Harry was born on September 25th, 1992. And as we are recording this episode, today is September 25th. So Harry would have been 30 years old today. (laughs) Happy birthday, Harry. Happy birthday, Hip Hop Harry. Mm. So he was born in Nigeria, but raised in Dagenham, London, which is in East London and is known to be like a working class area with a growing Nigerian population. I've heard
1: that a lot of Nigerians have migrated to the UK. Love that for y'all. Love the mix between Nigerian accents and the UK accents. It's just giving all around.
0: It's really cute. How's the racism over there? Right. (laughs) Is it safe for us to visit? Okay. He and his older brother were raised by their mother who immigrated to London like many West Africans in search of a better life. She wanted her kids to have access to better education, just more job opportunities, all that good stuff. So she made the sacrifice and moved. Period. And I think it's refreshing to talk about a mother actually doing what she can for her kids on this show because we have so many shitty mothers on this show.
1: Absolutely. Shout out to the mama of Harry Uzoku.
0: Yes. And it seemed to be a risk worth taking because once in Dagenham, Harry was doing really well in school. Harry did run into a little trouble with the law. He spent some time in juvie for robbing a cash delivery van. Mm hmm, Harry? <laughs> no, Harry. No, Harry. Who told you you could do that? I mean, he. I guess he had to get it how he lived at the time in two thousand. He was trying to get it because <laughs> that's a whole
1: cash delivery. I'm thinking of a bricks bank truck. Like, hey. well,
0: hey. you know, a lot of people die when they rob those bricks bank trucks by the way so hopefully Harry learned not to do it again but from my research he didn't do it again so Mm in 2010 at 17 Harry wanted to follow in his older brother's footsteps and see what the modeling industry had to offer him and the two went to a talent agency in the posh part of East London I love this for them Kristen you're I saw your face I'm like you're smiling hard already you haven't even seen how cute Harry is I already know
1: it. I I just feel in my bones. He's cute as can be. Two tall, black Nigerian men trying to get it. No one there. Well, I know that Mm -hmm. they're probably
0: fine. Okay. (laughs) mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. I'm just going to give it to you raw. I'm just going to send it over. Let me see. And if you guys are on Patreon, I'll make sure you guys see it too. Our video is kind of acting up, but I'm going to do everything I can. So.
1: He literally just brightened my mood. Oh, like in it- all these colors on this picture, on these pictures, just brightened <laughs> my mood. Kayla, he's adorable. Yes. No way. Listen, he has ashy lips and he's still just <laughs> the cutest thing you would ever see. We love him.
0: Harry. Fine. Respectfully. Period. <laughs> Respectfully because he looks pretty young, but yeah, period. He, he's definitely I think he was definitely at that time after it was after he was 18 so it's fine but I'm saying respectfully as in like you know I still gotta admit. oh yeah that too
1: and respectfully because he's he's passed away yes, i we so love sad. you Harry. we love you
0: so during the meeting or audition I don't know what it's called like a ghosty bitch I don't know
1: Kayla you know what it is we've watched America's Next Style Model for how long I don't it's know if they
0: really say that in like the real world I think it's like a casting like we, they go to castings mm. who cares whatever Patrick Egbon Marshall happened to be there. So Patrick is a well known agent known for working with black and mixed race men and getting them campaigns with luxury designers like Burberry and Alexander McQueen. Okay, Patrick. Thank
1: you for being on our side, giving us some you know, some shit. Well Patrick is black.
0: So Okay, Patrick, thank you for supporting your people. Yeah, period, every time. Patrick said about Harry, quote, he had lost his way and this was the only avenue he probably had. He was black and not the tallest, but he was very charming and able to listen. End quote. Okay, Period. he was gorgeous. I'm okay, was use gorgeous. him, Patrick. Before he
1: falls to the streets,
0: yes, save him. And Patrick's agency, AMCK Models, signed Patrick shortly after. <laughs> signed Patrick. Sorry, signed Harry shortly after.
1: I'm here for him. <laughs>
0: So Harry started working in the industry, and it was definitely a huge adjustment for him initially. People on the outside of the modeling industry may think it's like all glitz and glamour, but that's not really the case. And Harry soon learned that it was mostly just waiting around and being bored. Mm. He'd sometimes have to wait for hours at casting calls, and even when he'd finally audition, he was still, still being rejected. So it was just mm-hmm. no after no after no. I don't know if it was based on his height or his skin color you know whatever but or both it could have been and that was all he was really getting from these casting directors who i think are probably mostly caucus roots you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying.
1: and i heard like in the modeling industry it's hard to break through when you they have a certain
0: look that they mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. if you don't fit it you're gone period yeah and back then it was super super hard to like break in for black models and we'll kind of talk about it I also learned that apparently it's not, like, unusual to go to a dozen castings in one day and not even book one. So, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of rejection involved in the modeling industry, but I'm sure it takes a toll on someone's, like, overall self-esteem at some point. Especially if you're not getting paid.
1: It's like, okay, I need to book something now so I can pay bills.
0: Yeah, period. But... Apparently, if it did affect Harry's self-esteem, he didn't stop. He kept moving. He kept trying. He started booking shoots and shows. And even though he was only being paid a couple hundred bucks, he was getting the exposure he was looking for that would lead him to living his dream. Good job, Harry. Ah, I just need him in my life right now. I'm going to cry. Kristen, you're going to cry. I'm going to cry. In an interview with Boys by Girls magazine in 2011, Harry said, quote, I want to be a role model for other black models and it will be iconic to be one of the first black guys to do that. End quote. And then the last sentence he was referring to the dream of modeling for Gucci one day. So, okay. mm -hmm. Even though Gucci has been a culture vulture for a fucking long time, it's still a big deal for (laughs) a black man to be featured.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the male modeling industry is totally different from the female industry. And I'm speaking for how things were back in 2010, 2011, before like new Instagram models were popping up every 30 seconds. Right, right. According to casting director Madeline Ostiel, quote, "Being a male model is so difficult. The lifespan of a male model is about two years." End quote. No way. Yeah, I was like, lifespan is kind of gross to say, but maybe his like career, career. Modeling. That's what she should have said. She's
1: being extra and dramatic. <laughs> dramatic. But We know what she meant. Two but, years. That's not even worth getting in the game.
0: Like what? I mean, I think models work really fucking hard. Like when you're doing those big campaigns and going to those casting calls all the time, you can in two years, you can probably do like 200 shows. You know, Mm. I have 200 jobs. But two years does sound very short. Mm. Harry wasn't like all the other male models, though. He was a star. Lulu Kennedy, who was a veteran talent scout, even said about Harry, quote, he had star quality. He was so attentive and engaged. He would talk to anyone and everyone backstage equally. He gave people his time and his energy. (laughs) Period.
1: What? What? one thing y'all don't understand like these non-european countries are freaking phenomenal like (laughs) bump whoever says they're third country yeah yeah whatever whatever but the the hearts behind i won't say everybody but Mm -hmm. the people that i've met they're genuine people and i love every single one of the people that i've met from another country
0: i definitely feel like on the outside looking in type of thing american society like american people we are shitty. We are gross as fuck, okay? We're at bottom of the barrel, period. As far as, like, moral compasses and, like, yeah. having those types of values. Like, we have nothing.
1: So. And, like, it, you always, like, feel like there's an ulterior motive with us Americans. Like, oh, if somebody's talking to me, it's like, okay, why? You know, yeah. like, it's yeah. there's, you always just have to wonder what a person is doing or why they're doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. We got to travel more, sis. We do. So not too long after his career started, Harry could be seen walking in London Fashion Week and in Nike ads. He modeled for Mercedes Benz, Zara, Levi. He started being requested by casting directors instead of like having to always audition. And my boy Harry wasn't making no Chuck E. Cheese money no more. He was making cheddar, okay? He was making like- Dang, Harry. Period. He was making like upwards of $10,000 like per, like working with these big brands.
1: I'm obsessed with him
0: he's such a cutie
1: patootie I'm so happy for him
0: right and he's super young so he's only 21 at this time and at that age paper magazine named Harry one of England's hottest models wow
1: Ooh, I know his mama was looking proud when she saw that
0: she really was she really was I think that's so sick. And how have I heard nothing about him also?
1: Kayla, that part. Because I'm like, Nike? Where? Mm -hmm. When was that a thing? What campaign was that?
0: Yeah. And he was on billboards in London, New York, and L.A. So, you know, we don't spend much time in any of those fucking places. But still. He was high. He was booked and Busy Chow. He worked with brands like Unique Clo and Everlane. Um, I never heard of them, but I looked them mm-hmm. up and they were both multi-million dollar companies. So mm-hmm. period. Period. <laughs> One of his close friends at the time named Chuck Achike said, quote, everyone in London pretty much knew who he was and he was just starting to really conquer America. Yes. <laughs> I'm so here for Harry. Harry, you're giving me goosebumps. Harry is everything. In two thousand eighteen Harry is carrying. Okay, stop. Okay. In twenty eighteen, by the time Harry was twenty five years old, he'd surpassed that two year modeling career and had become one of Britain's most adored male models. I just love this for him. His his spirit, like his energy, everything that I read about him was just so positive, so beautiful yeah. and electrifying.
1: And I think you don't hear about these stories enough, like even within America, like what we said about the majority of people here. I know that's not everybody, obviously, but because we don't hear about how good people can be enough. Yeah. yeah. It's like it gives you like ugh, gross Americans. Yeah. But I'm just so here for Harry. Good for you, we Harry. Love you,
0: Harry. But Harry's supporters and loved ones would soon be devastated after finding out that the young superstar had been murdered. Oh, my God. So just prepare yourselves. We do have a little bit more that I'm going to go through before we actually get to his life being taken. But it's just really sad. And I just want to remind you guys that we're talking about an amazing human being that's no longer with us. So just be caring, you know, show some love. (laughs) So before we get into the heartbreaking stuff, we have to briefly address the racism that was going on in the industry at the time. So when Harry's career first started, there was very very few opportunities for black creatives in the industry. Not just models, but like hairstylists, photographers, all that. Right. Tyson Beckford was really the only known black male model Kayla, at the time. Beckford
1: or Bedford?
0: <laughs> is, his name is Beckford.
1: Kayla, Tyson Beckford Isn't is that not his a name? thing. No. Even Ooh. I know that. <laughs> Tyson Kristen, Bedford.
0: Kristen, you just embarrassed yourself. You just embarrassed yourself on live I'm audio. not embarrassed. Well, Kristen, it's B-E-C-K. is it Beckford. It's Beckford. <laughs> okay. I was like, I know Sorry, who y'all. I'm talking about. He's been in a hundred thousand. 000... He's been a video vixen for twenty years. I know who Tyson Beckford. A is. video vixen. Because maybe the... I don't know who we're talking about. You
1: don't Google him.
0: <laughs> he's been in like videos with bitch everybody. Nicki Minaj, I think. <laughs> Look at Kristen, clueless. <laughs> get it together <gasps> oh
1: y'all y'all can't stand me can't you <laughs> you can't stand yourself i love myself period <laughs> i ain't mad hot mad. but okay tyson back for you were right mm-hmm. so you that's who right.
0: that's who was like the token black in the modeling industry at the time mm-hmm but with the rise of incredible black creators like Virgil Abloh and Kanye, gross, sorry. I know a lot of y'all may like Kanye, but I don't still love you, but it is what it is. The industry was forced to recognize the talents and contributions black creators have to fashion. And that's when they started loosening their racist nooses from their own fucking necks and decided to be more inclusive.
1: I mean, the whole world is headed that way. So you might as well get on the train.
0: I pray the whole world is. And with the rise of Instagram, black creatives really began to gain exposure. Lulu Kennedy said about Harry, quote, Harry was an early adopter of Instagram and naturally good on, good at it. Beautifully managed and he's always thanked the brands and gives credit. Kind of old school in the best way, end quote. That's good. So he was just really respectful. And I think Harry was grateful to be in the space that yeah. he was and yeah. he treated I people mean- that way.
1: Coming from Nigeria, then coming over, robbing, you know, a drug, really Bring trying to get how you tub. live, you know, to yeah. now you are gracing magazines and runways. Like, that That almost creates gratefulness,
0: yeah. the journey. Yeah, and he was aspiring so many people. We're going to get to it. So remember when Harry said he wanted to aspire other black boys? Well, mm-hmm. that's exactly what he was doing. According to Patrick Egbon Marshall, quote, Today, being a male model is like being a rock star. It's becoming a thing disadvantaged black boys think they want to do to get out of council estates, sorry. And council estates are what they call British public housing, like Section 8.
1: Okay, okay.
0: He went on to say, quote, some of these kids have no passports. They've never done anything. They've all left school. But if they're beautiful, there's a chance they could do this thing, end quote. I mean... Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. If beauty works for
1: you in any way, shape, or form for your good, let it be that. Let it be to drag you out of something that, you know, would have dragged you down and bring you into something that's going to make you money and make you into a better person.
0: Let it be that. Absolutely. Leonardo Taiwo, who is a London-born Nigerian model, said about Harry, quote, I really admired models like Harry and I watched him. I wanted to be recognized as much as he was. Everybody respected Harry. He was a world changer.
1: Wow, Kayla. We have never heard about
0: this man. Of course not. Mainstream media isn't going to tell us how amazing Harry was. They're just not. So disrespectful. Yeah, shout out to Sashin and Tati again for bringing our attention to this amazing. man. Shout out to you guys. I love Harry. Mm-hmm. And like Harry and Leonardo, there was another model in the industry looking to make his mark. And his name was George Co. So George was born in Liberia, but immigrated to the UK with his family when he was just two years old. His mother was a retired chef and his father was a security guard. And George had his share of run-ins with the law as well at a young age. But his were kind of like more intense. He was arrested Mm. for drug possession and assaulting two police officers. Oh, Mm -hmm. George.
1: Mm -hmm. George was George is feisty.
0: He was out in the streets. He did manage to graduate high school, though, and went on to study business economics in college. He then completed an internship at a media agency, but still didn't have a clear idea of, like, what he wanted to do with his life. So while Most George of us in don't
1: co- after college.
0: Girl, no one knows. And he was still in college at this time. So while he was in college, a talent scout literally walked up to him and essentially told him, like, you should be a mom.
1: That means he's really got it. Kayla, do you have a picture of George? Yes, I'm sending them over right now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I want to see Georgie, George, because you said he's from Liberia. I'm like, oh, what does a Liberian man look like? What is it given?
0: Well, I'm gonna be honest. He looks like spitting image spitting image of Harry of Harry at one moment. I didn't even I could not even tell them apart in one picture that I'm going to show you <sighs> no stinking way. Yeah, face the mic, girl. They look They
1: look so similar. Mm -hmm. i mean you can tell a slight difference yeah i mean considering they're coming from completely different countries
0: well yeah and then like uh, harry is definitely more he has more weight on him for sure he's Mm -hmm. like you know more built george is on the skinnier Mm -hmm. side he looks younger honestly so when the talent scout came up to george and told him hey model george was like sure why not according to him quote i thought maybe i could do some traveling And in November of 2013, George co-signed to Dean Cleary Patterson's modeling agency called D1. Okay. According to Dean, quote, he was one of our top guys. So George was booking jobs with Louis Vuitton, Kenzo. Wow. So what was
1: special about George, I wonder? Because we all know Harry had a presence, but what was George
0: given? Well, here we go. So... George was booking those jobs, but unlike Harry, George wasn't being humble with it. According uh-huh. to Leonardo, who was friends with both Harry and George, he said, quote, George was immature because of how successful he was and how naive he was. He had a lot mm-hmm. of growing up to do, end quote. Mm-hmm. George also reportedly took a picture of one of his restaurant checks after eating out and sent it to a girl to try to impress her. And le- the check, Chris, image, the meal was $100. Bitch, I can't go to Olive Garden <laughs> and get steak Alfredo and two shots without spending $100, so. And what you sending this to me for?
1: You didn't give me no food. <laughs> right.
0: You didn't take me out to dinner. So next. Right. George loved to show off, but didn't love how alone he felt within the industry. He'd oftentimes mm. be the one black, sorry, be the only black man at a show. There were rarely any stylists that could do his hair. And <laughs> that made me... That made me think of that girl, the viral video of that girl being like her hair. She was out to model, or whatever, and they're doing her mm-hmm. hair and trying to do like a She's slick like, back ponytail. No. Kristen, I was mad as fuck watching that. I said, bitch, why do you even let them do that to you? <laughs> and she's probably sitting in the chair looking like, you have
1: got to be joking me.
0: Kristen, she has four C hair. The Malaysian and the Malaysian fucking ponytail was sitting right at the top. <laughs> if I can find a picture, if I can find a picture, I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it on the Patreon video. But like just what the disrespectful. Yeah. I'm
1: gonna tell that lady, just back up. <laughs> Give me some gel. Let me do it.
0: Right. Doggone it. I
1: could have came with a fucking slick back. Right. I could have came ready. You didn't do okay. no better than I would have done.
0: The disrespect. So, yes. George Speaking was struggling. slick
1: back, yours looks really nice. Oh,
0: sister. And your edges are on point. Thanks. Moisture, girl. Moisture. hmm So, yeah. George was struggling to feel comfortable in the industry, which is, like, totally understandable, especially with, like, being so rare. Yeah. You know, his face, like his complexion, all that. George said, quote, I was the only one or maybe there's another person. So it kind of felt like a novelty. Mm -hmm. And by there's another person, he was more than likely referring to Harry. Harry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shade, you know, there's another person. You're pressed already. And both men were modeling for high end brands and would often compete against each other for the same like one black male spot.
1: I don't like that. I don't appreciate that. And that kind of like continues the whole thing where – black women don't like other black women mm-hmm. and they have put us against each other to not like each other because they don't want us to actually you know communicate yeah. and form community and boss yeah. up on the ass
0: exactly that's what i'm saying if you're trying to do it to women that look like me in my mind we should we should Band work together, together. Mm-hmm. you know even in this honestly this black podcast like industry people are hella fucking standoffish like they don't want to work together they're they're stank when you reach out and try to work together it's like bitch This is the issue. You know, what the white people tried to do to us so long ago, y'all are just keeping it going. Perpetuating. Absolutely. But then claim you're a black pop. Anyway, okay. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it cute. We digress. Keep it cute. So (laughs) I'm sure after a while, all that like pitting each other against each other type of stuff will get annoying. And as Harry became more famous, George seemed to start questioning himself and his abilities more. The people Mm. in the industry constantly compare the two and would even book George for shows because he reminded them of Harry. Wow. Like, isn't that just so, such a slap in the face?
1: I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you're getting paid. So take that show and keep moving. But at the same time, it's not nice.
0: Yeah. The thief of joy is comparison, for sure. It's
1: comparison. It Mm. sure is.
0: And even worse for George, already fragile ego and sense of self, Harry attempted to even mentor him. When they met at a casting in 2014, Harry was actually giving George the newbie pointers like Mm -hmm. here's how to walk. You know, you should get with a better agency so you can gain more exposure. And he was even like gain a little bit of weight, start working out so you can book more jobs.
1: I mean, thank you, Harry. I would have been like, thank you. Like you're my only representation, my only other representation as far as black. And you're giving me advice.
0: I love that. I appreciate And you're already working with big brands and you're doing what I want to do. I would have literally thank you. And can and we and be friends? Else? You, you know, like, more. let's go for coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially being so new in the industry, Harry's tips could have helped George avoid months of failed castings. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know how men can be. They're just stubborn. Because Harry was so well-known and well-loved in the industry, he had a lot of friends. Jamal Gordon Lynch, who was a fellow model around that time, described Harry as a bundle of light, and the two, along with a few other black models, became close. And they called themselves Just a Norm, which basically meant that they were just normal guys in a crazy fashion world. I love it! Be my friend! I know. They even created a YouTube channel where they talked about jerk chicken. Bitch, yes. They wanted to rap and produce music. They were just like really normal, having a blast, supporting each other.
1: Kayla, I have to find the YouTube channel. What is it called?
0: I don't know what the new YouTube channel is called, but I'm about to send you some pictures of Justin Norm mm-hmm. and Kristen, please. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to cry and get it over with. Go ahead. So I'll keep going. So the members of Justin Orm were Harry, Jamal, Jeremy Boteng, Boyd Alves, Dylan Williams, and Chuck Achike. So they all loved hip-hop and streetwear fashion. And Boys by Girls magazine actually photographed the group and featured them multiple times in their magazine.
1: It's giving in the best way. And they all have their own little, like, unique sense of style and fashion, their own look. And is George, so George isn't in this? No, no, no. George
0: is not in the group. Okay. No.
1: I love it. I love, I love everything too. about this picture. I love that they band together. And it kind of just shows, okay, you can break the stigma. Black people don't have to be pent against each other. They can have community.
0: Hell yeah. And the magazine even described the group as seeming like a secret society that everyone wanted to be a part of.
1: Period. I'm like, I want
0: to be a part of it. Nope.
1: You can't do it like
0: me. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Add me to love just the Love it. <laughs> So according to Harry, quote, we met through modeling, but now we are literally with each other every day. It's not just about modeling now. It's about being there mm-hmm. for each other every step of the way. It just feels like mm-hmm. we are all chasing that one dream and we all inspire each other to do it at the same time. How is this? How is this real?
1: Kayla, this is just too stinking cute. It's heartwarming. It's giving me goosebumps. They're all fine.
0: Say that? <laughs> I was waiting for it
1: they're all fine in their own little way mm. and it's given
0: mm-hmm. i mean it's all of them are serving face bitch face body Kayla, style, every clothes. Kayla.
1: this magazine um picture of all of them Kayla. i'm looking at every one of them enthralled
0: yeah yeah i was like, I would, the one with I this just, tango hat on go ahead and i was like i would have booked all of them just put them all in the show
1: Kayla, how was this not a booking? Like, how was that not something they got paid for?
0: I don't know. They did. They didn't get paid for that. Jamal said, quote, if any of us booked something, we felt like we all booked it. We got so much love for it, especially from young black people in London. I feel like we opened a lot of doors. So they were talking about just establishing just a norm and how it has been impacting, you know, the black kids around community. Yeah.
1: yeah. Which is what Harry wanted to do.
0: And have we ever seen anything so beautiful? Let's be honest. Like just egos put aside a by time. a lot of men that aren't worried about coming off as all this masculinity and worried about their egos and stuff. And they're just loving each other and supporting each other.
1: And and the thing is, even if there was a little ego involved, you can still see how you can fill yourself, but at the same time still dedicate yourself to a higher purpose, a
0: higher right. cause. Right.
1: And they're doing that. And I'm upset. Obsessed Love with it. it.
0: <laughs> and with all this public attention on the group came the obsessive attention of George. Oh, my God, George. Get, Get over yourself. I'm about to say, just fuck off. So George was trying desperately to become a member of Justin Orm. So much so that he was doing everything he could to keep tabs on Harry. He was following Harry's friends and family on social media, requesting their private accounts. Red and... <laughs> Red flag for sure. And a lot of them didn't like this shit. And they told Harry, like, uh uh, get this nigga. Hey, Harry. Yeah. And Harry went up to George and was like, yo, bro, like, can you stop this? And I'm sure George was like, yeah, bro, like, it's fine. I'll stop. Mm -hmm. But he didn't stop. If anything, he got worse and essentially started to stalk Harry. Oh,
1: you're a model making good money and you're stalking another model? You're corny.
0: He wanted his spot. He wanted, he envied Harry. And especially with all the love that Harry got from just everyone, he started to compare himself to Harry just like everyone yeah. else
1: was. Yeah. It, like, it was like what they were doing crept up on him, and now yep. he's becoming that.
0: Yep. A week before Harry was murdered, George invited another black model named Anaceta Lafon to hang out while she was in town visiting from Paris. The main reason he hit her up is because he saw that Harry and her had recently become friends on Instagram, so he was like, oh... I'm going to follow her and reach out to her. Gross. So Anaceta Selt- Anna felt comfortable hanging out with George because she felt like they were a part of the same circle. You know, they were black models. They knew the same people. And mm-hmm. they were just trying to make it. So when she arrived at his flat, red flag, bitch. Oh, God, girl. And he immediately started asking her if she knew Harry. Like, are you close to Harry? And he even started bragging about how he slept with Harry's alleged girlfriend, Ruby Campbell. That is
1: the so corniest. It be the ones close to y'all. Be careful. It be the ones close to you.
0: I'm like, I had to just cut off bitches I've known for 10, 11, 12 years. I had to cut them off because they're hating ass hoes. So you have to watch mm-hmm. everybody, bro. Oh, Ruby was so cute. Ruby's adorable. I think she's adorable. still adorable. hmm Oh, Harry. So the following week, Anastasia was hanging out with Harry, and she told Harry about what happened. And he Mm -hmm. just laughed and said he wasn't surprised. But the more Harry thought about it, like what he said about Ruby, the more Harry was getting pissed off. And he decided to call George about it. Period. So they briefly argued on the phone, but according to witnesses, it seemed like things were fine. When Harry got off the phone, he was smiling again as if George had agreed to stop being gross as fuck weird yeah (laughs) and they all just went back to playing video games George on the other hand was still worried about the tension that they had between them and seemingly wanted to make sure the beef was squashed so I read that like George was known to overthink a lot of stuff like he was a stressor he was a worry wart. because he's insecure very much so so he texted Harry apologizing and then tried to call Harry a few times but Harry ain't answer the phone.
1: Yeah, because so. Harry's like, "Chill
0: out, just Ugh, relax." He be jeebies. Yeah. Two days later, he texted Harry and said, "Where are you? I'll come there. We can fight. Bring your friends with you." Mm-hmm. Kayla, <laughs> yeah. Kayla, send him back to where
1: he library because he needs more <laughs> cooking. He got more cooking to do. Yeah, he's he got-
0: his brain is nowhere near functioning the way that it's supposed to. Cause this doesn't even no. give. It's like you talk shit about me and now you're telling me you want to fight me because I'm not because I didn't answer the phone where you're trying to give me this fake ass, whack ass apology. And what you tell
1: me to bring my friends for? Like you're just being <laughs> really He was plotting. Weird.
0: He was fucking plotting. Yeah.
1: And he's giving show Bodie. He's giving narcissists. Yeah. But
0: Harry responded this time and said, Come Shepherd's Bush so basically harry was like i'm with this shit like pull up and i just fucking wish he didn't do it but it's okay like if someone's playing on your top at some point you're gonna be like let's get this fade," you know and within minutes after receiving the text george showed up to harry's flat holding a knife in both of his hands so what like one doing? in each one yeah, yeah like a machete type killer well, we're gonna get some machete And George had a couple friends with him, too, who claimed they didn't really want to be there but went because they felt like George was just doing too much. One of his friends named Merce said, quote, why you say you're going to – this is what he said he said to George. Why you say you're going to fight him when you know you're not a fighter? You're just going to go there and have some talk. I don't know why you're trying to exaggerate yourself. Period. I'm like, so basically you're putting a battery pack in George's back because you're going to tell – you basically told him, I bet you won't. Yeah, he
1: basically saying, nigga, you ain't about nothing. Right. But at the George... same time, it's like, why did you go? Yeah, that's another thing that you put a battery in his back for because you went. You yeah. shouldn't have showed up.
0: You should not You should just let him go by himself because George wouldn't have fucking gone by himself.
1: Right. He wouldn't have done anything if he was by himself. Right.
0: And George was apparently like, I know, I know. I just want to talk to him since he's been ignoring my calls. It's like, who gives off? Like, Harry should have just blocked the man. Just... Act like he doesn't exist, you know. But Harry had a good heart, and I'm sure he was just like maybe he is just struggling and is trying to latch on to me, and I'm just gonna be kind, yeah, and like respectfully, you know, shoot him away. Despite what his friends said, though, George showed up armed with two knives, and his friend Merce brought a machete. See, Merce, you ain't no good. You're just a you're you're a fucking idiot too. And Harry and his roommate Adrian Harper prepared themselves as well. So they had some weights in the room, and they took the weights off of it and just used like the metal bars um, wow. as like weapons. So they took those downstairs to meet George. I just really don't like this. I don't. I'm like, okay, curious. George it. is pressed as hell on Hip Hop Harry, and it, it's really just it's not it's not right. And I'm just like, where are the where are the friends? Like where are the people that are like this man's crazy? Don't go down there.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But you know little you know boys with their ego and their testosterone, adrenaline was pumping. Like, no, mm-hmm. I'm about to show him what's up. Thing is, you can't do nothing with some metal bars to a knife, my guy. Yeah.
0: Like, at least call nine one one before you bring your tail down there so you can have somebody show up just in case. Oh no. We're just coming from this we're coming from the stance of like, okay, I'm trying to live to see another day. You know, Period. and a lot of people don't come from that. Especially when in the a lot moment, of lose their lives. Right, right, right. So apparently, once Harry and Adrian got downstairs, they saw George and his friends walking away from the parking lot. So maybe they like changed their minds or got sick of waiting. But Harry yelled out, "Yo, George!" So Harry, no, I know Harry, so shut George's up. Group- <laughs> just what you just want to, to let them walk Mary, away and then go and be like, oh? He was pussy or like whatever, you know, talking shit. But talk talk I on showed it. up, you wasn't there. Like, right. do this to something. Yeah. So the group turned back, and now they were all facing each other. So one of George's accomplices actually chased Adrian off, like back to the flat. Yeah, Adrian was scared, chap. Yeah. And while that was happening, George and Merce cornered Harry between two cars, with his back up against a fence. No way, Kayla. Yeah, so I'm actually going to show a clip. They actually got some of the attack on fucking CCTV. So I have video um, evidence of it. And do you want to see it, Kristen?
1: Kayla, my heart. My heart.
0: I'll I, I don't know if you want to see it, but... So know. the video doesn't have any audio. Kristen's watching it now. And if you're on Patreon, it'll be playing.
1: Wow, it wasn't even that serious. You buckethead-ass Negroes. I saw Harry run away.
0: Right, so I don't think we've got to that part yet. So a witness will later testify seeing this and saying that Harry was standing like he might have been a little scared. And then Harry swung the metal bar he had at George, but George was still able to stab Harry three times with at least one blow to Harry's heart. Golly, Kayla! I know, girl. So when you saw Harry running away, that was him like like a G running back to his flat while he's like leaving a trail of blood. Yeah, for sure. He reached his flat and was greeted by Adrian, who said Harry yelled, I've been stabbed. And then Adrian said where? But Harry wasn't able to respond and he collapsed and actually hit his head on the wall as he fell.
1: You should have been called 911. You're scary ass.
0: You back in the apartment doing what? Watching TV? Like, I'm confused. Like, there's. A machete and two knives out there, and you left your friend alone. And you left your friend alone. What the fuck is happening? I would have picked up a brick, bitch, and, like, just tossed it at a nigga. I would have started, like, flailing, foaming at the mouth, trying to scare Kayla, them or something. I'm
1: back in my flat. I'm grabbing my knives. Right. And I'm going I'm outside. I'm going back
0: outside. A knife to a knife fight. Let's Come do on, that. Bro. Come Are on, Are you joking? Yeah. Oh, so. Hairy. When emergency services arrived, they tried to revive Harry, but Harry died from his injuries that night. (laughs) Can we just take real fucking life? Can we take a moment of silence? My heart. Harry, I'm so sorry this happened to you. You think I get fucking used to this shit? And it's just, no, I'm not. Harry.
1: Oh, my God. We love you. I'm so sad.
0: So before we, we move so forward, sad. here are some more details about the type of person Harry was. So Harry loved scary movies. He loved African history and metaphysics. He was really into like spirituality and crystals. And I also saw that he didn't like his feet. Like he would go out <laughs> of his way to make sure his girlfriend never saw them.
1: <laughs> Just so he sad. He probably had some crusty toes. And that's fine. And that's okay. Harry. You know. it. Fuck you, George. Why did he go out there with only Adrian? Like, you saw these niggas pull up on you. It's not a two to four. That's not a fair fight. Stay in the
0: house. I don't even, I don't know what was going through his head. I don't think he saw the knives in in what's-his-name's hand. You know, if you say, okay, we can fight, I'm sure you expect a fight. You don't expect weapons, knives, and shit to be involved. So maybe he was but still he riding. But he brought a knife. those
1: metal bars. I That's assume I was he was like, he saw out the window. I was like, oh,
0: these niggas pulling up with something, but. That's what you I know? was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, if, yeah. if someone comes, <sighs> pulls up on you with a fucking knife, a gun, a baseball bat, bitch, a brick, they're trying to kill you. Your life all, is automatically in jeopardy. And also,
1: y'all, just know if somebody's pulling up on you, expect them to have something on them. Are you joking? You think they're just going to come for a fist fight? This isn't the 90s anymore. Expect them to have something on them.
0: And then the worst part about this was it made me think of Sayana Perrier's case. And I don't know if you remember Sayana's case. You guys literally just
1: flashed in my head.
0: Yeah, you guys should go listen to it. I can't remember right now what episode it was, but it's the murder of Sayana per year. And she pulled up on one of her enemies at the time. I guess they were just like beefing. And the girl that she pulled up on ended up stabbing her multiple times immediately, though. It wasn't, oh, we're fighting first. Like she immediately stabbed Sayana. So, you know, just stop pulling up on people, bro. Rest in peace, Sayana.
1: Is it ever really that serious? Right. And if it is, then be prepared for somebody to go to jail or die.
0: I mean, that's the only options. People don't take life serious enough. And speaking of George, after fleeing the scene and without knowing that Harry had died, he called a friend in some kind of like daze and admitted that he stabbed someone that night. The friend prayed with George over the phone, asking God to help George make better choices. Mm-mm. It was George this sounds down. like a baby. It sounds like a female that he called, mm-hmm. and she's like, "George, can I pray with you?" He just stabbed mm-hmm. somebody. Call the police. <laughs> like, what?
1: George, you're going down.
0: Yep. The public was notified pretty soon after Harry's death, but George didn't turn himself in until three days later. He was charged with murder and possession of an offensive weapon. So the trial would still go to court, and during the trial, Harry claimed that he didn't mean sorry. Not Harry. George claimed that he didn't mean to kill Harry. And I'm like, shut up. You pulled a knife on my guy. What the fuck did you expect?
1: I was about to say the minute you brought the knife and your man's brought a machete, you knew what you were doing. That I don't shit, wanna hear it.
0: That shit was dead in the water. You, you intent
1: to harm to cause serious harm.
0: Yep. Yep. George was crying on the witness stand and reminisced about how Harry had helped him so much with modeling and how Harry was such an inspiration. But he said that he genuinely feared for his life at the time, and that's why he stabbed him. He was Kayla. He, Kristen. Yeah, he was going like back and forth, even on the stand. So he would say like quote I apologize, even though I didn't do anything. I am so sorry that he's dead." End quote.
1: Um, I apologize, even though I didn't do anything. You brought knives. You asked to fight. That's premeditated, my guy.
0: Yeah, you should have just kept your motherfucking mouth shut
1: and let Harry be great. Period.
0: And also, I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't know how the UK justice system works. I don't know if they have juries as well as a judge. But I Mm -hmm. do know if you have any chance of convincing a jury that you didn't do something, you have to stay consistent. Like, from the first Mm -hmm. time you open your mouth to the time you're in court. Because if you switch up at at any moment, that's giving the prosecution, oh, he's lying, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm not telling people how to get away with stuff. But it's just like, bitch, if you're going to lie, lie till you die. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> one this, thing about the
1: truth is, if you ask me the same story over and over again, and I know what happened, I'm gonna tell you the same thing back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the lies that you start
0: forgetting shit.
1: Mm-hmm. And for
0: me, honestly, I'm gonna keep it real. I forget things almost immediately after they happen, so it's gonna take me a moment to recollect. But you ain't gotta worry about it because I'm not a fucking liar. So. <laughs> Okay, My memory well, is I just fucking all, shit.
1: We're all victim of that.
0: Anybody who has smoked a little doge a in lot, their lives. A lot, a lot. I'm gonna cut that. Okay. Anyway, so the judge spoke about George and said that his behavior toward Harry was between excessive admiration and spite. Yeah. She said, quote, this manifested itself in several ways. Sometimes Cole would claim to look very like Harry and try to imitate his style of dress. At other times, he contacted Harry's Instagram friends, falsely speaking ill of them. Wow. So I'm just like, this man was trying to be Harry. He was copying his style. Like, that's his mental health had to be in in fucking shambles because that's not giving well.
1: And the thing is. It's yes, George was the I guess the person who did harm, mm-hmm. but the conductors are within the modeling industry the yeah. ones who kept comparing him, the ones who kept saying you look like Harry or I want you to be Harry today, right.
0: you know, the ones who kept putting that on him. Yeah, I mean, society, I think, in our in the grand scheme of things, society is going to try to bring us down, like, it, we have to stop thinking. Society wants the best for us. That's a fucking lie. And the moment Mm -hmm. that you realize that, you can, like, boss up and start taking care of yourself. Yeah, our government is responsible, quote unquote, for our safety, but they don't give a fuck. And they show that to us every single day. So we got to stop expecting what we know we're not going to fucking get.
1: And let's just call it how it is. Mainstream society is a killer. Trash. It has killed so many people from social media, cyberbullying to what George did killers so protect your peace and protect your space
0: and love yourself please And leave people to fuck alone
1: george should have loved himself more
0: george was eventually found guilty of the murder charges and at his sentencing hearing harry's mother wrote a letter that was read aloud so we haven't spoken about her very much and it's because she purposely stayed out of the public eye during this time And I mean, she loved her son down. Harry took care of Mm -hmm. her. He paid off her mortgage, took her like on vacations and stuff and was even getting a house built for her in Nigeria. Wow. Doing everything he's supposed to. So the letter in part said, quote, I have so much pain for the death of my Harry and I find it difficult these days to go on without him. His departure has left a gaping hole, a gap, a void in the family that we are all finding hard to contend with. He was due to start acting in a couple of upcoming movies, but that chance has been taken away from him. My son was a beautiful boy. I would give everything to change places with Harry to take away the horror and pain that he suffered that day, end quote. Wow. I would never I wish that horror. pain on anybody. Mm-mm. On September 21st, 2018, George Coe was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum of 25 years. His friend, Merce DeConda, who was carrying the machete, was also convicted of murder, period, and sentenced to serve at least 22 years. And then the third man, Jonathan Okibo, was convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to at least 14 years.
1: Good riddance.
0: I'm, I'm loving that. Loving that. You guys like allowed the minimal yourself to point- be
1: pawns of, of the modeling whatever yeah. pressure you felt. You allowed yourself to be pawns. Therefore, you are now locked up because you took somebody's life. Yep. Period.
0: And I was about to say a life sentence means a minimum of twenty-five years. That doesn't give to me. You should just say twenty-five years, because life is life. And these men were twenty-four years old when they committed this murder. So yeah. they're gonna get out with plenty of time. Yeah. You know, to live their lives. And that don't survive right with me, but whatever. So the fashion world mourned Harry's murder for months. Black models were devastated about the loss, but were also concerned that the loss of their trailblazer could possibly throw them back to the wolves, essentially, where competition is intense and the need for diversity would fade. Hmm. But the guys of Just Norm are just focused on staying positive and moving forward with their lives and careers. Jamal Gordon Lynch said, quote, All of us have always inspired each other to do other things or be the best people we can be or the best models, at least. I think we've just tried to carry that on to a higher level. End quote. So they're just trying to keep Harry's legacy and the movement that he created just the norm going. You know, that love, that camaraderie, support. They're just trying to keep it going. Yeah.
1: yeah. And this sucks because it is like some black people sh- to get up in there, do the doggone thing, and then y'all mess it up because and kill on black each other. on black, some mess. You know what I'm saying? Like, just cut it out. Why the fuck Stop do black letting- people kill each other so much? Be- because it's in our history, but it's not in our blood. So what? let's get that. Let's get that correct. It's in our history. Yeah, they've pinned us against each other. But it doesn't have to be in our blood, y'all. We can yeah. do better.
0: We can decide what the fuck we do. They don't make the decisions for us anymore.
1: Yeah. And if somebody playing on your top, keep it moving so you can live another 15, 20 years.
0: Or if somebody's playing on your top, say what you got to say. And if they come, you know, at you crazy or try to do this side and the third, always have something on you so you can protect yourself. You know what I'm saying? That part. Like people are really crazy
1: and have your license the uh, license permit to conceal everything ready so if something goes down you got your paperwork you got your witnesses you gonna make it out you know you're not gonna have to go
0: to jail everything like just just protect yourself yeah yeah I think there was this conversation that was being had around the time that the George Floyd stuff was happening and stuff and Mm -hmm. people were like we know that it's wrong what they do to us but they're gonna continue to fucking do it to us so at this point we have to think ahead right like we have to think okay what if this happens or what if they try us like this we just have Mm -hmm. to be more cognizant of Mm -hmm. how we are legitimate targets yeah for fucking racists and the system that they work in
1: which means we shouldn't be a target for each other i went to the hair store and (laughs) i'm feeling eyes on me walking Mm -hmm. down i'm walking down Mm -hmm. and of course it's this little chicken head who thought (laughs) she saw somebody that was cute which i looked a mess that day so i really don't know what she was talking about Mm -hmm. but and she was just doing too much so Mm -hmm. i'm like peeping it but of course i don't pay no mind she ain't saying nothing i'm looking her in the eye she ain't saying nothing it's you know stuff like that that petty stuff dumb corny don't have time for it keep it moving by your hair and get out the store
0: yeah yeah, it's just weird animosity and for what, bitch? Like I don't I don't know you from a can of paint. How can you be looking at me like I stole your man?
1: Yeah. Love yourself enough not to be jealous of another woman.
0: Yeah. Then or mind man. Mind your damn business, right.
1: And mind your business, please. Thank you.
0: Sorry for that rant, but it was needed. Yeah. And as we can see today, the fashion world has no choice but to be more inclusive because, let's be real, black people have been popping and low-key the blueprint for all this shit they call trends and styles and all of that. To the point where Nigeria
1: is basically saying, "Um, we're only using black models, Nigerian model." I mean, not Nigeria. I think it was Nigeria. It was Nigeria. I think it was Nigeria. I think it was. And they were saying like, you know, we're good with our models. We're good with our people. We're good with showing our culture, not reaching out to other people of, you know, no, we're going to show represent us because there's enough beautiful people here.
0: And I respect that. Me too. Many people speculated that if George Co. had joined the modeling industry just five years later, he wouldn't have had such a hard time adjusting and fitting in. And it's like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody else, everybody else had problems fitting in and everybody else went through that same struggle in the industry and no one decided to kill the one person that was, you know, paving the way for them. So there you go with that bullshit. So miss me with all of that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, the modeling agency. Yeah, y'all are part responsible. But George is the one who stabbed Harry. Yep.
0: Yep. From a prison interview, George admitted that, quote, I kind of thought, okay, let me just show Harry that I'm a big man. And that's how it escalated. It's my fault. I had the knife that day. And if I didn't have a knife that day, he'd still be alive. Period. Take responsibility. That's should have said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last thing I want to share is his mom was quoted to have said, our lives changed forever when I got that phone call. His death has left a gaping hole a void and crack in our family. The trauma has affected us emotionally and financially. He was an inspiration to all. A beautiful boy will never be forgotten. We still find it difficult to believe he is actually gone. End quote. So it's just fucking sad all around. I feel like this could have been avoided. I feel like George's mental health may have been crumbling in other ways in his life. Like It may have been more evident than I was able to find, Mm -hmm. which makes it even More sad, and it makes me feel like we need to hold somebody responsible for being as lazy as they were. (laughs) I don't want to say lazy, but just as dismissive as they were. Because if there are red flags, you gotta address those. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I wish Harry was still with us. Yeah, and I wish Harry felt like he could
1: have reached out to somebody in regards to George.
0: Yeah,
1: because who you gonna call? You know, you.
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) let's be real. I was like. I thought he should have got a restraining order on the dude, you know, after the thing with talking about his girlfriend and then saying, oh, I want to fight. Like, I feel like that's a bit much. And Harry's career was taking off and he was doing so much. I just really feel like I wish he would have protected himself a little bit more. Me Um, too. But there's no, we're not putting blame on Harry for anything, you know? He's human and he didn't expect for this piece of shit to take his life, so...
1: Yeah, like, Harry, Harry's in the freaking country by himself. His peoples are back in Nigeria. He's trying to get at how he live, and he's doing a phenomenal job.
0: I mean, so his mom and his brother were in the UK, but, like, you know, f- grand scheme of things, like, his family wasn't really there. His peoples. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sashin and Tati. <sighs> Thank you, girls. This was intense, y'all. Yeah, it was But it sad. was a beautiful,
1: beautiful story. Like, Harry's story is beautiful.
0: Yep. I love that I got to learn so much about him. I never, Chris never heard his name in my 27 years. But Me either. so glad I did and so glad we got to share it with you guys. Yes. So Let thank you guys, you guys for guys tuning thought. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love to know what you think about this episode. Please. Ugh, fuck. What do I ask them to do? Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and even on Facebook. It really helps our show get out to other people and kind of drown out all the, like, sensitive-ass weirdos that don't like our show and just fucking cry about it and leave one-star reviews. (laughs) And start saving your coin because we're about to start selling... Um, tickets for our tour in 2023. I'm so fucking excited, y'all. So, yeah. Remember, you're going to have to buy them ahead of time because we're not going to get more space than we need. We're going to get it for the people that really show us that they want to come. And so, I'm excited about that.
1: Yes, the last convention that we showed up at was phenomenal. Everybody that we met were beautiful people. So, (laughs) let's do it again on a bigger scale. Let's get intimate. Let's get to know each other.
0: Yes, yes. All right. Well, that's all I got for you guys this week. So, before we go
1: Well, not this week,
0: this episode cuz you're going to get another one this week. At least mm-hmm. one more. Okay, be safe.
1: Be safe. Protect, protect your, your peace,
0: peace. And protect, and your, protect space. your space.
1: So, so we, we don't have, have to cover, cover your, your case,
0: case. friend. I'm tired of telling you. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> you have a right to kill me. Have a right that, but you have no right to judge me.